This show contains language and themes that may be considered offensive to some. Please use your best judgment about whether or not you should be listening.
listening to Noisebox. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Noisebox can be found at noisebox.com. Box is spelled with two X's. Um, Noisebox is part of the Deliberate Noise Network. Please go to deliberatenoise.com for links to this show and all the other shows in the network. Um, we have a lot of really good stuff there. So, And it's not just me. <laughs> so go ahead and check it out. Um, you can send feedback by uh, sending email to Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K, at DeliberateNoise.com, or you can call the audio comment line at 734-331-0772. You know, have you ever heard that whole statement that um, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Um... I try not to think that way, <laughs> but my best intentions just never really seem to work out right, you know. Um, it's not just me. Um, one of my better intentions is that I don't want to talk about my job search, which is going horribly, or the fact that I'm unemployed, or when I get a job to actually talk about my job. Um, last job I had, I was <laughs> extremely upset. Um, some people knew, but most people didn't. Um, and I don't even I don't even care about them anymore, you know. Um, outside of paying benefits, uh, I didn't like it there, you know. It was it was a long drive. It was a horrible spot. It was a, a just just bad all the way around, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna try to keep away from that stuff because um, originally I believe the tag phrase for this podcast was uh, general conviviality <laughs> but most of this podcast seem to be is about uh, me being unemployed me looking for a job me railing against um, the political system or me talking about how broken down my body is which by the way it is um, but I'm gonna try to talk about other things you know and maybe a little bit of politics here and there because uh, <laughs> Uh, if you've been listening for a while, then you know a few years ago when the economic downturn had hit Detroit pretty hard, but nowhere else. <laughs> uh, I said that uh, I think it was like 2008, maybe, and I said that it, it, things are going to get worse before they get better, but they were going to be stable again or better, I should say, around. Um, the fourth quarter of 2010. Right? Remember, this is like two years ago, and that's what I, I said. That's what I really thought. <sighs> wow, that was pretty optimistic. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was going to get. Um, and I really didn't think that Detroit was one of the first people into the hole. So, yeah, we're going to be one of the last people out of the hole. Um and it's just tough, you know, it's, it's it's tough all around. I mean, people know it's tough all around. And, you know, I thought I was broke before, you know, but it's like one of those, what do they call them, first world problems. You know, I was broke because I could only afford $20 a week in comic books and not, you know, $50 a week like I wanted to spend, you know, shit like that, you know. Um, I had to buy a... a, a a Toshiba 
laptop instead of, you know, a Mac, you know, a Dell or a Mac or something like that, you know, I mean, really, when you stop and think about it, whiny little bitch problems, you know, I am part of the, uh, you know, the middle class that everybody's, <laughs> I don't know, sort of uh, caters to, but ignores at the same time, you know, I mean, now, oh, I used to be part of the middle class now i am definitely um i'm poor you know we live in a nice house and we are able to eat but personally i have no income none whatsoever um i don't even have unemployment because they're taking so long to get the unemployment benefits straight uh, i had to borrow money last month from my aunt to pay the house payment um, in the month before that, I had to borrow money from my mother. So, I'm fucked in a couple of weeks. If uh, they don't hurry up and come, come correct with this uh, unemployment, then I am screwed. You're talking about somebody who has absolutely no money. Um, because the job that I just... Was relieved of my duties from um, was so much less than the job that I had before. You know the the job before this last one. Um, we were we were at a at a at a at a, pretty, at a pretty good pace. You know I was able to put a little bit of money away for savings each month. Very little, just you know, a little. <laughs> um, but when I had got this job, I had gone through my savings while I was employed. Now that I'm unemployed, I have I have no savings. I have nothing. You know, fuck. There go my good intentions again. <laughs> you know, I don't want to make this be a uh, whiny little bitch session. But yeah, that's just how it is. And like I said, in a couple of weeks, um, if I don't have a uh, if I don't have that employment check come in, then there's um, only one other person I can borrow money from. I really don't want to borrow money from them. Ugh. Anyway, you know what? That first song, I'm sorry. That first song was by Juan Oscar. Um, and it's, I think it's called ZZ BM Inner City Traffic. That is a very long um title and I'm not really sure what the hell it means you know uh, but it's a nice little um, a nice little song uh, you know what oh god allergies once again something else to bitch about um, I'm going to play another song this is by Sophie Millman and it's called That Is Love and this was not uh, scheduled so um, I'm not really sure what it sounds like I don't know it's a jazzy but that's about it Hold tight, fighting for your life You bump around, fall to the ground Inside, all the ghosts And your world is turning upside down But that's life Sorry, I'm tumbling down I'm gonna tell you, baby, that's the way the 
in let's just say official debt yet um i have a you know i have a couple of um bills that i need to pay um court order type deal uh but beyond that um most of my bills most of my my debt is uh you know personal loans um so i gotta take care of that stuff uh, and, and, and the weird part is, is that um I know how to get out of debt. I mean, I was basically told the formula <laughs> a long time ago, and I applied it to my debts. And I, I had all my credit cards paid off and my student loan paid off at one time. You know, um, and I had you know I was I was I was current on everything, but this was like a, a long time ago. Um, I was single ish you know it's right after my wife left me and took the kids damn this is a bummer ass show it makes me sound like i had a sad sack life and i really haven't um it basically goes like this you you you, you take all your bills right you figure out the minimum payment for each one right um and then you find the one with the lowest minimum payment the lowest balance i should say the lowest overall balance um and you pay that one off Plus a little bit extra, right? That's that's all you have to do. Just pay, just whatever you have to do. Just, and I'm talking, about, just do this once, right? 
you make all your other payments, your lowest balance, get something a little extra, whatever you can afford, a little extra. You keep those payments up. That will be the first one to pay that gets paid off, right? And when that one is completely paid off, you take the money that you have been paying every month for that smallest balance and you apply it plus the money that you had already been paying for your next smallest balance, okay? Um, and so then you have, so now you're paying extra money on what is now your smallest balance, right? And you're not really losing much because this is what you've already had budgeted. This is what you've already been paying for the past few months or, you know, like I think it was like a year, whatever. But then when you get that one paid off, you take all the money that you have paid and you apply it to your next balance. This really sounds like a pain in the ass, but trust me, when you do it and you stick with it and you don't say, well, you know what, I don't really need to, 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 to apply all of it. No, just, just, just stick to what you said you're going to do. Just stick to those payments and you'll be out of debt in no time. Well, not no time, but a lot quicker than you think you would be. But you just have to just stick with the payments and roll over that entire payment. Now, you probably want to know, what do you mean by extra? You know, pay a little bit extra in the beginning. You figure out how much it costs a month, right? Plus how much it costs you to live on because, you know, you have to have that much, right? You just have to stick to those budgets, right? Now, how much you're going to live on is, is going to fluctuate. We all know that. But if you can just stick to those payments on what you're doing, you know, don't you know, pay a minimum, however many they're going to accept, and just pay them. That's the whole thing because once you get one, trust me, once you get one out of the way, then you're just going to love getting the next one and the next one and the next one. Um, that's why at one point I was, I was almost completely debt-free, right? The only thing that I had was like my monthly bills. I mean my ongoing monthlies, like my cable bill, my, um, you know, my expenses and, you know, housing and that kind of stuff. You know, stuff I couldn't do anything about. But I'm talking about, like, set bills. I was, I was cool. Then I lost my job and everything kind of, <laughs> kind of fucked up. And I basically, and I got away from it, you know. And I should, I, I, once I started to feel myself getting in trouble, I should have uh, gone back to that plan. But I didn't, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, because, like I said, best intentions. I had the best intentions, and I got away from it. And, you know, that that is something that just basically happens to a lot of people. You know, they start thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be good. And then a little bit of hardship. And you know what? It's not. I'm not going to really say it's a little bit of hardship, but it's actually the, the opposite, right? Something good happens, right? And you're just like, you know what? I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to cheat a little, right? And that's when you really start going downhill. You know, if you can't make them out of necessity, you know, it's like, wow, I have no more money. I can't make these payments. That's one thing. But it's like, you know what? I could make these payments, but at the same time, I got this great deal on this car. And although my car is, is running pretty well, you know, this one is better. It's like, if it's running, it's running. It's just a fucking car. You know, I, I live in Detroit, but I've never really fetishized my cars like a lot of other guys I do. And it's like, you know, they're like, oh, what kind of car do you have? Uh, one that you put gas in the back? No. You put gas in the driver's side. Ah, see, you try to trick me. 
<laughs> you know, and and that's it. I mean, it's it's a car. It gives you from point A from point B. It's a it's a tool. All right. Um. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm completely changing the subject now. Kinda. Um. I don't know if you've been watching the news, but there's like this uh, economic consumer watchdog um, group, a commission. I don't know if it's a commission. I think this is actual, um, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. The thing that they put together in the for, for the government. The, the administration is putting this together. So it's supposed to be a watchdog agency is the word I was looking for. Uh, agency, <laughs> consumer protection that's... Um, trying to keep an eye on the uh, our economic system, you know, banks and, and shit like that. Um, <laughs> it was the idea of a woman named Elizabeth Warren. Um, she, she thought of it. Uh, she's been fighting for it pretty hard. Um, however, the with the new uh, financial reform, I'm going to call it that because that's what they call it, um, although one of the problems that got us in this thing is that, uh, that certain banks were too big to fail, certain entities were too big to fail, certain financial institutions were too big to fail. Um, they're still too big to fail. You know, they don't get if they get past a certain size, then the American people, American taxpayers, I should say, are still gonna have to prop them up. Um, it's one thing a lot of people don't realize. Um, but apparently there's some good stuff in there in this, but you know, to me that's like a big fucking thing that should have been addressed first, right? Um, whatever. Um, but she's been pushing for it, but you know, bankers don't like it. They don't. They've been fighting against her. So a lot of the people who are in charge of those type of things, like um, Chris Dottie's a senator who's outgoing. Um, he hasn't been really, he's been rather lukewarm to her. Uh, that means that the, um, that the current Obama administration, who has really, really strong tanks, uh, ties to banks, um, uh, tanks and banks, actually. Uh, don't let anybody fool you. When are they talking about getting tough on financial institutions? They're not. Right, they're, they, they talk a big game, but they know that, Unless they actually put forth laws, they can't do anything. And if they do put something forth, um, the banks, the financial institutions, their lobbyists, they they control Congress. So whatever, right? If the if big money wants it done, it'll get done. All right. So you probably think, well, then why would they put together this thing? Well, this is this is just my conspiracy theory, right? I think that they're putting this this agency together. Um, and they're putting her in charge. She's she's like a special uh, consultant, right? She's she's not. It's a, it's like a cabinet appointment, but she has been appointed there because I don't think that they can get her confirmed through Congress, right? Um, if they really wanted it, they could they could get her confirmed, right? Um, but they they don't really want her because uh, they're beholden to these um, financial institutions. But since this is right before an election, they have to keep their base happy. Their base is um, very liberal. So she is a darling of the liberal. Liberals want her in place. The the moderates and the the moderates don't really care. They're just like okay, the conservatives and the corporatists, people who don't really have a ideology one way other than whatever keeps the corporations having keeps the money flowing 
Uh, they don't want her. Okay, why? I don't know. But yeah, I do know because she's going to look out for people, for consumers, for investors, for shareholders, not necessarily the CEOs and the people who are in charge. Um, and because they're going to do that, then they, um, then because she's going to do that, then they don't really want her there. Okay, so she can't get confirmed. Okay, because if you confirm, then you know they're going to get on record as who's going to vote against her, and then that would get the the left wing, you know, liberal voters to say, okay, you know what, we're going to go after these people, or we're just not going to turn out and vote for them. All right. And since this is very, very, <laughs> all elections are very important, but this one is supposed to be very, very important for the future of the country. Um, what he did was he, he appointed her as this, uh, this special consultant, right? They're thinking, you know, and, the, you know, and a lot of people are thinking, you know, this is a good idea. They're going to get her in there. She can't get confirmed. Okay. So they're going to get her in there. She's going to put everything together. And then in the next recess, uh, he'll just give her a recess appointment. People will scream and holler, but they're going to scream and holler anyway, and she'll be in there. I don't think that's what's going to happen. This is my conspiracy theory. Right? I have no basis in reality, right? I have no, no way to confirm this. What I think is they're going to get her in there. She's going to put everything together. Um, then they're going to start somebody's going to start squawking probably within the administration the administration doesn't want her in the first place right they're going to start saying you know what we need somebody permanent in there somebody we can um we can get confirmed she did a good job but she she's got it here this far we need to go with somebody else um and it's going to be something that's going to piss them off but what can they do right she put it together She's putting together, she's got her people in there, so hopefully it'll be pointing in the right direction. Well, what's the first thing that happens whenever you get a new person in charge? They start bringing in their people, okay? And when they bring their people in, it's going to affect the um, effectiveness of the, uh, of the agency. It's going to water down, and then people on both sides are just going to be saying, see, this just doesn't going to work, and we're going to be eventually stuck with another... Um, agency that does nothing but show up on the budget. You know, I mean, this could be something for good to help people, but it won't because let's face it, right? The 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 banks and the bosses of the world are never going to protect. You know, workers or consumers, shareholders, investors, stuff like that, unless they absolutely have no other choice. And in this case, they do have another choice, and their other choice is to just, you know, cut it off at its knees, you know. Um, and it's a shame, too, because it's just like, we all know what the problem was. The problem was these banks got greedy. And they made loans to other greedy but poor people, right? Um, yeah, and it's just, it's one thing that really pisses me off because you hear people talk about, oh, yeah, they made all these loans to people who couldn't pay their money, right? Who couldn't pay them back, right? And then you, you, you stop and think, okay, these people got loans and they couldn't pay it back, right? These corporations also made loans you know they, they had loans and they couldn't pay them back right to bigger banks 
So why is it the guy on the corner loses his house, but the other guy gets a big payoff from the government? You know, and it's just like, that bothers me. You know? Um, <clears throat> I have um, conservative leanings on certain things. I have progressive leanings on some other things, right? Uh, for example, socially, I'm, I'm socially progressive. But when it comes to fiscally, more and more, I'm, I'm turning to a fiscal uh, conservative. And I'm not talking about one of these fiscal conservatives who says, you know, get rid of Medicare, get rid of um, Social Security, right? They're, they're dragging things down. Well, number one, those two programs are not insolvent. Right now, the way I understand it, they both have a surplus. If you really, really want to start cutting a budget and helping the deficit, defense, right? If you don't want to give away your, if you don't want to give up your bombs and all that kind of stuff, then explain to me why we still have bases overseas in our allies countries, right? I mean, why do we have them in Japan and Okinawa? and Australia, and um, Britain, and places like that. I mean, do we really need army bases? Do we really need military bases there? Wouldn't a, uh, an embassy pretty much do the same thing? <laughs> if there's a problem, there's an em embassy, you know? I mean, because if there's an American citizen who has a problem, they're going to run to the embassy. They're not going to run to the nearest Air Force base because the guys at the Air Force are going you know, get the fuck off our land. You know, get rid of those places. That'll save some money. You know, do we really need all these bombs? Do we really need all this shit? You mean, instead of making more shit, why don't you make better shit? I have no problem when they say, well, we have a lot of money wrapped up in research and development for a brand new airplane, right? Okay, fine. You want to work on that brand new airplane for cost a billion, two billion dollars? I wouldn't sign off on it, but that's how you guys do things. All right, so once that is all set up and we have the the good airplanes up and running, so why do we have so many shitty airplanes still flying around, you know? You know what I mean? I mean, it's just like, to, to me, that makes no sense. And by the way, I, I had to cut things down because people are upstairs yelling. But that's where I'm at. It's like... If you really are serious about cutting the deficit, um, start with defense. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious that there's even a discussion about cutting Social Security and Medicare. I mean, once again, I mean, it, it, it's okay for <laughs> big banks to not pay back their debts. You know, it's okay for the country to, 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 to welch on their debts. I mean, because let's face it, we promised these people that, you know, I paid into it. You know, I was promised certain a certain amount of money, you know, or should I say money when I get older. Um, if you want to start cutting it off now and everybody who's already paid into the system should be able to get money out of the system. Um Entitlements, because yes, we are entitled to that money. We paid into the system. Um, I paid into unemployment. I can't get unemployment. Why? Don't really rightly know. But you know, hey. 
as long as the banks and the bosses are kept happy. You know what I mean? Because um, they're the ones who, what, they, they, they create jobs. Yeah, okay. I work for a place that mm, looked like they were going to have um, financial problems and they started firing people. So don't give me that shit. <laughs> All right? Don't give me that shit. Uh, it's already been very well established. Banks do not care about people. And I'm one of those people. I I don't think bosses do either, right? Um, you could be a uh, small company with like three employees. If one of those employees is not your family, you're not going to really give a shit that much about that guy. I try to explain to my son, right? <sighs> to bosses... And I, I will stand by this. To bosses, you are no different than a hammer or a screwdriver. You are just a tool to make them some money. All right? A hammer pounds nails. A screwdriver tightens screws. A worker makes money. That's how it goes. Um, he said that when he gets to be a boss, he's he's not he he's going to be fair to people. He's not going to be unfair. And I'm just and I try to explain them. Say no. When you get to be a boss, I hope you realize, I hope you treat people right, but at the same time, you have to remember that that's what workers are. They are tools. Um, maybe I explained it wrong. I think I don't think I explained it wrong now, because I know that he, he decided that if he's going to be a boss, he's going to be a good one. Um, but at the same time, I can tell him, don't let people take advantage of you. And if you give anybody an opportunity, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, best intentions. <laughs> I guess I'm just just in a foul mood. Anyway, uh, this last song is by the band Special Guest. Um, the song is called ARC, and it's actually from an album called Lexington. Anyway, uh, thank you. Signed by Noisebox.com. Box has two X's in it. And I will be back soon with another episode.
Double Wagon.